Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. Can I just tell you guys that... I'm really, really, you know, real on Instagram and I show you guys everything, the good and the bad about life and having a baby. But to podcast, like to be here right now is like really hard. Like, let me complain. Hashtag like annoying people problems, because listen, I have my sister and my mom in the building and my husband worthless nipples. And it's still like, I need to podcast. I need quiet. I can't have Noah in in the vicinity. I need him out of the house, which is like a weird situation to be like kicking out your newborn, right? But that's what needs to happen. So basically, I have my husband take Noah, order my mom's, order my sister's. Um, But it's so it's so crazy because and it's still stressful for me. Like you'd think that would make it sound like, whatever can just like do my thing. No, I'm still like, what's happening? When did I feed him? Will he be okay? Is he crying? Will they be able to calm him down? Like the three people that exist in the building. And I can't even think about people that, you know, so many people don't have any help and are like alone and make it work. I mean, single fucking moms make it work. So it's just so crazy how to podcast became such a, harder task for me. But at the same time, it is, you know, really important to me to bring you guys a new episode every week and and to continue what I was doing before. And that's what I always kind of planned too, which I, I think I said a lot on, on Instagram was like, even before it's so weird and it's scary because I kind of knew what I was going to be like both pregnant and as a mom. And usually we plan and God laughs. And this time, like, it almost scares me that it's happening the way I kind of envisioned it. Like, I always thought I would be, well, no, I thought I would be super annoying pregnant. And I actually surprised myself that I was like less annoying than I thought I would be. And I also thought I would be like super anxious pregnant, that everything would be horrible. And I was actually like, oh, wait, mm, how are you not? But with having a baby, like I always said, like, I want to keep on doing the things that are important to me. Like I didn't finish 
you know, achieving what I want to achieve in life. And I kept on, you know, convincing myself that having a baby wouldn't hinder that, that it would kind of even maybe bring blessing. I don't know if it's like a Jewish thing. And Noah actually did bring, you know, blessing. And I feel like things even started moving more in my career or whatever. So I don't know. It's just a weird thing because like I remember making jokes and saying that when the baby comes, I'm going to be on Instagram over his fucking head and like storying. And that's exactly what's happening. I mean, I'm freaking talking over his head all day and he sleeps. I was going to say like a baby, but actually like a baby, uh, which is crazy because and now I don't I don't know. It's kind of sappy, but it's true because because I was like, wait, that's what I planned. I, I told myself I wouldn't, you know, stop doing what I loved. I wouldn't put things aside and just be goo goo gaga all day. And I'm hoping that I'm doing a good job at balancing it. And most of all, I always wonder, I look at Noah and I'm like, does he feel lucky? Like, does he feel lucky that, you know, we're his parents and and that I'm his mom and you know, I'm sure as much as I love to compliment myself and say that I'm fucking amazing, sometimes you can be like, wait, am I like a good mom? Does he feel like he's lucky? But anyway, I just wanted to say that because I want you to appreciate, okay? Because being here right now is like a whole fucking production that, you know, before having a baby, it's like literally, oh, what is recording a podcast? Literally, you know, I can start talking whenever I want to and and schedule based on my own schedule. And now there is so much more involved in every single thing that you do that just want to make you aware. So you hashtag appreciate. Today, I'm going to have a really cool guest. Her name is Kate Casey. She has a podcast called Reality Life with Kate Casey, where she talks a lot about the stuff that we talk about, which is obviously reality TV, Bravo shows, blah, 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 entertainment. Her dry sense of humor is like even more than me. Like she's more cynical and sarcastic than I am. I like sometimes don't even get it. She also has a gazillion kids. So I'm really interested in hearing how the fuck she podcasts with like five fucking children. But we're going to recap the second episode of The Bachelorette, which was a fucking shit show. Hashtag cringe emoji. So, yep. Kate, Casey, everyone. Woo! <laughs> I was just giving an intro about you, and I said the <sighs> following things. I said you have a gazillion kids, and somehow you still podcast, which I n- need to figure out how you do it. <laughs> Two, that you have, that you're more sarcastic than me, even. Probably, Yes. And your sense of humor is so dry, I sometimes it even goes over my head. That's that was my intro, just so you know. I love it when you post things and you go, I'm that petty. Those are my favorites because I am so petty. I totally relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know because we we podcasted, I think, maybe like a year ago, right? When we met. Yeah. And first of all, two things happened. We were talking so much shit about the season. Was it Peter's season? Peter's. Yep. We were talking so much shit about it. I loved how like sarcastic you were about it, how we were going off on everyone and all those, you know, bitches being there for getting famous on Instagram and shit. Loved it. And then we talked for an extra like, I don't remember, like half an hour at the end, which I wish I could could do today, but I probably will have to go to my baby. But basically you were trying to convince me to have a baby. That is true. And I feel like I was successful. And then I was (laughs) concerned and bewildered when the baby was not named after me. Although you did have a boy and you are Israeli. So it's probably never going to be Kate. (laughs) Right. 
but it is you because you said you were like, A, because I asked you, I was like, how do you watch all this TV? And you're like, and I loved how you said it. You were just like, it's watching TV. Like, I'm not like doing surgery. Yeah. Right? And everybody like watches TV. And that's what I'm always I laugh at when I meet someone and they say, I'm just so busy. First of all, you're not busy. No <laughs> one's that busy to watch television. I just yeah. don't have time for that. I'm like, whatever. If I were in your house, I'd list for you all the shows that you watch. So everyone makes time for television. Television's a great escape for everybody. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. I think for some people, they think it makes them sound less academic, less sophisticated. I submit to you that people who watch an enormous amount of television, especially ones as a child, like I, I did, are more sophisticated because they can talk about a multitude of issues and relate to people in a way. Like if I meet somebody who is like, I just watched the Netflix show Deaf You, which is about people that are hearing impaired who go to Gallaudet University. And now I feel like I'm armed with all this new information. For example, I didn't know that 90% of kids that have hearing loss are born to hearing parents. I'm armed mm. with information now. I meet somebody who's right. deaf. I'm like, I watch Deaf You. I'm oh, totally you. way more interested than I ever have been in that pocket of the world. So people who just brag about how they work all the time and then they spend time with their children are really missing out on the rest but of the world. But don't you love how there are people that are like, I don't even like watch or like I don't even have cable, but they like watch everything on Netflix on their laptop. And <laughs> exactly. It also makes them sound cooler. It's like, no, it's actually the same. Or people that say, I don't even have cable. I never watch TV. But then they spend all their time on Instagram. So it's like that's another yeah. version of reality television. You're just you're being voyeuristic because you're looking into other people's highlight reels of their lives. It's like my right. kids love to watch YouTube. That's their thing. They know the ins and outs of all these families that live in different parts of the country who spend their time opening gifts. That's their reality <laughs> television. <laughs> that's so interesting. And the deaf thing, deaf you definitely want to check it out because I actually know, which is crazy. I know two girls personally that are my age. Both of them went to my high school that had babies that 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 were born deaf and had to do. Um, it's called like, I think, cochlear implants. Or they something got cochlear like that. implants. But what's interesting is that on deaf you, they talk about how if you by the way, I used to go, I went to college down the street from Gallaudet. Where, so it's kind of like Laguna Hill or Laguna Beach or like the, it's like a coming of age story, like real world, but set at a, a school that happens to be for people that are hard of hearing. Mm. So oh, I want to watch one of the things that was interesting was they were saying within the school, they're called the elites, like the, the elite group. And they're people that were born to deaf parents. So they grew up speaking or learning ASL, which is American Sign Language, as children. So that people who were born to hearing parents and then learn to sign later they're not considered the elites. That's like a window into a world that we never knew about until this thing yeah. came out. And it's and it's executive produced by one of the most gorgeous men that have ever walked the earth, Niles. Um, I forget his last name right now. But he, anyway, he won Dancing oh, with the well, Stars. Now I have to freaking look him up. He was the one, the deaf contestant. He won the whole show. He also won America's Next Top Model or something like that. He's absolutely gorgeous. He's like dark haired with very light blue eyes. Niles so gorgeous Niles N-Y-L-E-S yeah so he's he executive produced it because he said working in the entertainment industry people are sort of they're like confounded by his ability to be on shows like Dancing with the Stars etc 
while having a hearing issue. And so it was his idea to open the world to the world of the hearing impaired. So anyway, yeah, so everyone freaking stop. TV is amazing. Find the time. Like, I don't care. That's what I said about. And I brought you on because I did want us to talk shit about this season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> and this is what I said in my recap of the first episode, because we're going to talk about the second episode was like, you know, I have so many people that, you know, watch my stories about it. And they're like, I'm watching it through you. I'm like, no, fucking watch this season. What are you doing? Like, put the just watch this season. It's going to be a shit show. We're getting two bachelorettes like it's going to be weird. It's going to be wild. Just freaking find a way and watch it. Okay, so, you know, when you go out drinking or stay in drinking is more quarantine appropriate and it's really fun and everything, but you feel like shit the next day hashtag Pedialyte and an Advil. So I wanted to tell you guys about No Days Wasted. No Days Wasted has a product called DHM Detox. It's basically a vitamin for people like us who like to enjoy their drinks and not feel like garbage the next day. You basically just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes straight to work. DHM Detox uses science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol and help break down those toxins. They're easy to share with family and friends, and they also launched their new hydration replenisher with immune support. It's a delicious watermelon lemonade electrolyte drink. Okay, so you know how it's super fun to drink um, until the next day where you feel like freaking garbage? Enter No Days Wasted and their product DHM Detox. DHM Detox is the vitamin for people who like to enjoy their drinks. You literally just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and that's it. It goes to work. It works by helping boost your body's natural response to alcohol and it breaks down the toxins. They also just launched their new hydration replenisher with immune support. It's basically a delicious watermelon lemonade electrolyte drink to help you rehydrate, but also to help support your immune system with vitamin C, D, and zinc, which brings me to like my current cocktail after a night drinking, which is Pedialyte and Advil. So this is much, much healthier. It goes great with DHM Detox. And listen, as the days are getting shorter and colder, you got to think about your immune system and hydration replenisher is here to give you that much needed boost. So DHM detox, you take two capsules right after you start drinking. So you feel amazing the next day. Those two vitamins go right to work as you're drinking. So, you know, no Sunday scaries, no next day garbage feelings. And It goes great with the hydration replenisher with immune support, okay? So No Days Wasted has risk-free purchases. So if you're not satisfied, you'll get your money back. It's a no-brainer. At least give it a try. You'll get a refund if you're not happy. You can get 20% off on your first order and free shipping in the U.S. only. Sorry, guys. Head over to nodayswasted.co slash not skinny and use promo code not skinny at checkout again to try DHM detox to get, you know, shwasty without the next day, you know, garbage feeling. Then go to no days wasted dot co slash not skinny and use promo code not skinny at checkout. Mm-hmm. 
Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it is just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. So you're watching, right? Oh my God, of course. <laughs> now, going into it, I wasn't totally jazzed yeah. on Claire. And I am somebody who... Are you ever jazzed on anyone? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't... Not... This show, like, there, no, I'm, there's I'm, a Now level. I'm not even being funny. Like, are we ever jazzed about a contestant? We're like, you know what? yeah, I was, Colton is the bachelor. Well, I was in the early earlier days because, mm. like, the first season you had Alex Michelle, who was this... Harvard educated management consultant. And you're like, okay, I can get down with that. Like this is somebody college educated who's worked in a professional environment. And they're at a point in their life where like, I'd love to really meet somebody. And as stupid as that sounds on paper, you know, you thought to yourself, well, they've lived a little bit of a life. So over the years, they just recycle people that have already been on the show because in their minds, they're like, well, they already have all these Instagram fans and bachelor nation helps with the ratings. So we're just going to pick somebody from the bucket. But Mm. that's usually somebody who's maybe 24 years of age. So when they say things like, I've looked everywhere and I'm so alone, I'm not able to find somebody out there in the world. And you're like, you just got out of college. Like you haven't even had a real job yet. So it's really nauseating. And you see people that are contestants who are like substitute teachers who then gave up their job. It's like, you're not really giving up that much because it was already a part-time job gig anyway. And you had already gone to school for theater with the hopes of hosting a show. So this is not like a a real stretch. Now, if you said to me, I was working at a corporate law firm and I was in mergers and acquisitions and I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to meet somebody because I see the same associates every day and the paralegals aren't that attractive. So I'd like to live, leave Milwaukee and put myself on a television show where I don't have to look at my phone, read a book or watch a TV program and focus solely on my self-growth and the possibility of being with the person that I saw on television who I find to be incredibly attractive. And if I get in fights with people who I have to live in a, a dorm with in a pottery barn style bunk bed in some mansion, then that's what I have to do. <laughs> but I need to explore this part about myself because I will not feel like a fulfilled adult but do if I don't. you think we have anyone like that? That sounds amazing. Do we know anyone like that? Like not from earlier seasons? Not really anymore because they keep recycling the same 24 year olds. Now, they said with Claire, we're going to change things up and we're going to we're going to take Claire. Well, okay, that's not what we were saying, folks. We were saying get somebody older. We were not saying get somebody older who's a hairdresser from Sacramento, who's also been on six different spinoffs of this show, because what that says to me is. She doesn't take this seriously. She just wants to be on television because it helps her promote. She probably does a lot of hair and makeup, probably for but people Kate, in town. I actually heard from people in Bachelor Nation, like from I think Ashley I said, and I, I don't know why I believed her. She was like, Claire is actually one of the ones that isn't in it for like Instagram followers. And I don't know why I like believed that because I felt like 
she isn't like you were saying out of college, 20 something looking to have an Instagram career. Yeah, like she might. No, but she's actually be looking. But she's still a monster. And Ashley Iconetti, <laughs> while I love and enjoy profusely, she's so deep into the bachelor Kool-Aid that I don't think she has the, the wherewithal to see like in her mind, she's like, well, they don't go to like all the the events that we go to. And she doesn't show up at everyone's wedding. She doesn't, doesn't necessarily want to come on my podcast. She still wants the fame that comes with being associated with the show. And I submit to you my evidence. She shows up and by the second episode, she's pissed because the contestants don't stand up and make a big deal out of her because she likes being on the show and having all these producers do things for her and tell her that she's the greatest woman that walked the earth and how would anybody want to be with anybody else? So the fact that they're like not jazzed about her and not standing up and like throwing themselves at her, she had already been compromised by the time she showed up at La Quinta. Let's talk about the cringiest (laughs) 20. No, there were, I, I can't pick one. The moment where they're all sitting, having a convo, and she's like, so, like, how's everyone? They're like, good. She's like, great. So, and they're like, yeah, bro. And then she's like, no one, no one's going to call me or take me. That was so uncomfortable. But I was like, I was proud of them. I was proud of those, those men because I think that COVID-19 was a good thing for many reasons. And one of them is that they're broken down so much by the loss of a job, the loss of their ability to go to a bar and make out with a woman, have a one night stand to see their fraternity brothers, their friends in the neighborhood that they it takes a lot to get them excited about something. And even though this woman is the only single woman available at La Quinta Resort, they can't even they can't even fake enough enthusiasm to make this girl think that she is like the the the, the woman that they all are have str- strived their whole life to find. They yeah. didn't even put the work in because I just think it has beaten us all down. It's like you better have the body of Jojo and the personality of, I don't know, Emily Maynard to really blow my hair back, but you're just not bringing your A game. I think they could also feel very early on that she had become not only a monster because I have inside sources who've worked on the bachelor of the season that said she was God awful. Just treated Mm -hmm. people like shit. I think they could see see part of her had become a monster early on that she was just like thinking that she was the shit. But I also think that they could tell early on that she and Dale had obviously been in communication before the show aired. So they were like, you know, in normal day-to-day life, I would have put the effort in and been like a typical 24-year-old male Bachelor contestant who's like, I'm in this to win this. I'm going to win this show because that means I can be on the cover of magazines and I can get a hosting job and I can get all these endorsement deals. I think it's a lot of guys who had who were a little bit older and they were like, being an Instagram star is not the beginning or ending of my life because they were over a certain age where it was like, it wasn't, like it, it wasn't a make it or break it for their career. And also they were just like, I'm fucking tired, man. It's been, I've been through COVID for weeks and I just, they haven't only can't been fake through it. COVID for weeks. They had to quarantine at their own home. Then they had to yeah. fucking quarantine at La Quinta. And, and I talked about this on, on the last episode about Benoit. Did you see that they cut his part from the first episode? It no. Was so sad. What was the part? So what happened? So be- remember Winter Games, which 
they failed oh, to mention yeah, in the right. intro for Claire that, that she was engaged. They literally mm-hmm. left out her last thing, which was Winter Games and an engagement to Psycho Benoit, who was like crazy obsessive over her. But so they was leave he that psycho? Out of- I, that's that's what I'm thinking, too, I, because it's been brought to my attention by several people that maybe she's the problem. And I think that there's a point to that, given the way she talked to some of the contestants last night. Maybe Benoit, in retrospect, wasn't that bad. He was just a nice French Canadian who wanted to meet somebody who was age appropriate. And maybe once the show ended, he realized this woman's batshit crazy because she seems to be the thread line when she turned around and said, the reason this 39-year-old bachelorette has been single is so I don't have to deal with men like that. I thought, I actually think you're the crazy one. She, I mean, A, there is a bit of crazy like going on (laughs) in the face. Like you can tell when someone's like a little bit. I was happy, obviously, like most of us, when they named a bachelorette who is of appropriate age, where when she says, I haven't met anyone or I'm ready to settle down and have babies, you're like, yeah, yeah, we get it. When when, you know, Hannah G would say it, you're like, I don't get it. But then again, sometimes we are proven wrong because Hannah G and Dylan freaking Barber, whatever the fuck, are going really strong. And, you know, Pilot Pete ended up with lawyer Kelly. So as much as we can be as cynical, as sarcastic and as, you know, whatever about this. Couples do come out of bachelor nation. We can't we can't forget that, you know, or if somebody beats somebody who's a crew member and they have a relationship that makes sense to me, too, because it's inevitable if you're working on a set and you're you know, you're ripe for a relationship that maybe sometimes you, you know, turn and you see the grip guy and you're like, that guy's kind of hot. So I do so think you that that's do good. Think, yeah. So you do think that they did bring men that were a little bit more like in it to like maybe meet someone and not to be like an Instagram model. Oh, I think so. For sure. I think that they did choose guys that do seem a little bit more appropriate. There were less douchey recent frat guys. So I think they did a good job on that. I just think in their attempt to be even like to appease the throngs of people that have said you're picking people too young that I think they even went too old. Because my husband sat down, he goes, what is this, the senior tour? Like, what's going on here? What? But she's 39. What do you want them to bring her, like 25-year-olds? No, I think that she, the, the appropriate age for The Bachelorette is probably given. Okay, here's an example. John Paul Jones, friend of mine, he's been on Bachelor in Paradise Bachelor. He told me that the most of the majority of DMs that he gets are from like 16, 17-year-olds. Mm. The age of The Bachelor Nation, the, the, the majority of people that watch it are quite young. So I think that the that means that the number, the age number of the people that are probably best suited to to make everybody happy is probably like between 30 and 32. Wait, so you're saying like bachelorette wise, like maybe they went a little bit too. I think they went too high. I think they did. I mean, I don't even think that's that she. Okay, so her she's confusing because part of her feels like savage to me. Right. I'm like, okay, she comes in. She knows what she wants. She's like in your face (laughs) when there was like shit. The first episode she brought two of the guys. She's like, figure it out. Bye. She's like, whatever. She's like, call me aside, bitches, you know, all this shit. But at the same time, like we have to. If we're not 
trying to believe the rumor that her and Dale were communicating before, then it's obviously psycho of anyone to see someone for the first time and say that person, I'm going to marry this person. Well, I also heard um, from my inside source who actually worked on set that that was a total shock to everybody. When she said that they were all confused when she, when mm. when she said, I just think I met my husband. They were all like, wait, what are you talking about? And that's why yeah. Chris Harrison walks out. And he's like, did we just hear that right? Like, what's going on? Yeah. It's because it was a total shock to them, too. She's a total. I was trying to explain this to my husband last night because he's like, huh, what's going on? She's a rule breaker. She didn't follow the rules. They requested don't communicate with any of these, you know, these contestants because it compromises the purity of the show. And we're all laughing as I say that. But in their minds, it's the purity of the show. She shows up. These dudes come out of a limo and then she kind of goes on this journey to find if any of them are a right fit. But it compromises the purity of the show. If for weeks you've been DMing and like, this is my grandma and this is because some of my struggles. Wait, so do you think she's been DMing people? I thought, yeah, I think she was DMing. People have said it. She was DMing with him in the weeks before the show began. So that's why when yeah, but he what shows they're up saying is that the only person that broke the rule and DMed her was Blake Moynar or something. The pesticide guy, the no, no, animal no, no, no. control no, guy. Dale was Dale was definitely talking. No. That's why she was like, hey, but I'm saying that's that's the 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 rumor is about Dale. But what they said flat out on the show was that Blake checked in on her about her mom. Well, they may have said that on the show to save face, but the fact is Dale and Claire had a relationship before they started filming. You think? I don't know. Listen, I like to be, I'm like, until confirmed, I like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to believe that it's like so fucked up. You know what I mean? I want to believe that this is like as real. Do you think it makes sense that she could have, you, it makes sense, too, because all these guys are getting out of the limo and she's like, uh-huh. Great to meet you. Sure, 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 sure. Whatever. Get inside. Th- yeah. Thanks for the T-shirt. Then he gets out of the limo and yeah. she's like and she's like shaking. She looks like she's going no, through a crazy. pre-orgasm. She's, she's like crying. She's shaking. And then he like talks to her. She holds him. She's like, oh, my God. It's the culmination of weeks of talking to somebody. It's like a catfish, but it's not a catfish. She's like, oh, yeah. my God, it is you. You're real. And then she's it's like this reassurance to to, to oneself. Like he is everything that I thought he was. Now I oh now God. we can finally be together. But do you buy his shit? Like, I feel like I don't when he's like, Claire, like I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, you're like reading a text like I don't you're not on cloud nine. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I think you're absolutely correct. Do I think he is in this to win it? No. Do I think they're going to be married and live in Sacramento? Absolutely not. I think he played the game. He was like a model adjacent. I don't know. He calls himself a model, but I think everybody calls himself a model. We went to school with girls that were like, I'm a model. I'm like, you're not modeling for anything. This guy (laughs) wants to like re-energize this career. He like played football or something. He was a model. And I think he's, that's what his thing is because Claire has a history of being making boneheaded decisions about the guys on these shows. She falls in love with every single person this is my guy. This is, I just want love. She's not the best decision maker. She's got She's a bad not. poker. So he, it's not he gonna went work on out. an Instagram. He did in, an Instagram Q and a like a few weeks ago. And I looked at it and someone asked him what his like 
goals are in the next five years. And his rant about that, I was like, yup, no, because when you start talking about your brand and you're trying to get your <laughs> brand and you're this, like, that's it. Like, it's like, eh. if you, you know, work at, like you said, a law firm, you are, you know, a graphic designer, you are whatever, then I can buy it. You know what I mean? If you're saying how you're trying to get your brand going and you want to be a host, which I think he even said, which I just cringed because, <laughs> oh my God, then it doesn't work. Then I'm, then I don't freaking believe you. If you're trying to be a host and a model, you're trying to further your career and it's fucking bullshit. And again, like he is 31. He's a hot self-proclaimed. Hey, he's actually not self-proclaimed. He models he for hot? so many things. Is he hot? He mo- he's very like impressive. You know, like he walks in a room. I'm sure you're like, whoa, his like eyes He's very tall. Kind of looks like an avatar. Oh, he does. That's well put. Yes. I feel like he belongs. He looks like a European or like a South African model. Like, a, but he, he has a different actually, look. He shows up on so many things, Kate. Like I was looking for a diaper bag. He was the diaper bag male model. Are you lying. kidding no, yeah. Look the company up. They're called like Dagne Dover. Really oh, I know them. Bag. Yeah. So he's he's he I'm like looking at the bag I want. It's like Dale, like legit. And then since then, a lot of my followers have been sending me. So he does get like catalogy. But maybe he doesn't like, want to be a catalog model. Maybe he's like the catalog. I've done it. I really want to <laughs> propel myself into another stratosphere. I don't want to be in a diaper bag ad. God bless the guy. He has. <laughs> well, at least we don't know he has any children. That's kind of a bummer. Wouldn't you say to like call your friends from high school and say, what are you doing now? Well, I'm in like diaper bag ads. That's kind of like emasculating. Listen, I went off on a whole thing in the last episode (laughs) about the, how they're all retired from the NFL. Like, I don't get it. I could probably read more about it Mm -hmm. and like understand what it means. Cause a lot of them that are retired, they haven't been like frontline NFL players. They've been like, they're like all sorts of things that we probably don't know about. But I think all these guys that are retired from the NFL, like, what are you going to do with your life? Like what, what, like Colton, opened a foundation or whatever, which is great. But like, no, you want to be a host. Well, uh, a friend of mine who works (laughs) for works for NFL films texted me and said, I know the guy who she said he's from Irvine, which is like a couple towns over. But on the TV show, it says Newport Beach. It's like saying you're from Manhattan, but you're actually from Staten Island. You're like, why would you lie? It's such a dumb thing to lie about. But anyway, she said, oh, yeah, he was a player and now he's on The Bachelor. I said, why is he on The Bachelor? And she said, oh, he's just trying to like get a reel. So that's why they're all doing it. They want to be like they want to be either actors or they want to get a job as like a commentator. Like that's like the other post job, you know, post. Right. Right. So, you know, who did it, though. And and for some reason, it works for me again, because we can be cynical about it. But there's some things that work. Jojo and Jordan. Brilliant. Jordan was an mm-hmm. ex NFL player or something player. Yep. And he's now a sports broadcaster. I suspect he's a hustler. I think that guy actually works they're really both, hard. They're both hustlers. Yeah, they're I think both. they work hard. So I would put him in the category of you surprised me. Well done, sir. Like, yeah. you know, most of them, I'm like, not surprising you're a piece of shit. That yeah. those two, I'm like, good for them. But like, why what is they Dylan Barber yet? doing? I need to know. Is he aside from making TikToks with Hannah G, Like, what are you doing? I think that he goes to basketball courts 
food courts of malls with his pegged pants. And he just waits for like 19 year old girls to just go, oh, my God, it's you. Can I get a picture with you? I mean, at least Pilot Pete is like, you know, in a plane. Do you say driving planes? I'm like, I forget. You don't understand. Kate. no sleep for me. It's like, how do you say it? Do you drink coffee, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I, not enough. Obviously, Do you know, I've never I've never had a cup of coffee before. And I and I had all those kids. You you know what you have to do is like work out midday. That's the only thing to wake you up. Mm. But listen, can you tell me how you say it? Driving a plane? Flying a plane. Flying a plane. They're pilots. Oh, my God. Flying a freaking plane. Okay, Pilot (laughs) Pete is at least flying planes. You know what I mean? Like we have a few people to work with. But you're right. The hosting. If the guy would have said to me, you know, you know, I really want to be a host. But again, like, let's go back to Hannah, Hannah Brown, who chose freaking Jed, Jed, who wanted to be, you know, a singer. And I wonder sometimes, though, my policy as a former communication specialist is always to be totally upfront and honest. So let's say you had a contestant. They were like, you know, I worked in this industry, but I've always had this harbored this dream that I could work in television. And the truth is, I go all to all these additions, but I also want a personal life and I'm really not finding or meeting anybody. And it would be great to meet somebody special. Like if you just lay it all out for people so they don't have to do the due diligence and then go, wait a minute, you actually just want to be a host. You're using this girl. If you're upfront about it in the way that you phrase it, you could save yourself the heartache and the headache of like social media people going, hey, what's up, asshole? But they don't right. do that. So if they set it up, it, it would be fine. It's it's the dishonesty is where they get themselves into trouble, don't you think? Yeah, but I wonder, like, I feel like we don't see enough of those conversations. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't oh, feel like I do I'm th- going back to Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell. Was she like, I am I used to be a stewardess, but I'm really looking to sell, you know, <laughs> mascara. Like, she didn't say that. Well, you know or maybe I mean? she did. And they were like, this is breaking the fourth wall too much. See, even the housewives, they've realized, especially in the last year, is there's a point at which you come to where you have to break the fourth wall. And Bachelor yeah. Nation is so it's been on too many seasons, much like the Housewives, where you have to break break it down. So they have to say, as they do, they did in Bachelor in Paradise last season. They were totally breaking down the fourth wall. Well, this guy was hooking up with so and so off season. Oh, right. I love that. They were trying to make themselves more famous. They have to do that in the typical season, too. Yeah. Like oh my I God, in the Housewives. Andy did that in in the uh, Real Housewives of New York reunion. He did that up the wazoo. He was like, this producer did this. Bethany yeah. gave us a list of names. You know, we chose this. No, it wasn't Tinsley who brought Leah. It was I was like, damn. But they have no choice that. because it, at a point where it just is it's absurd. I remember I interviewed the the uh, director of Summer House. And he had said that the previous season, I had to break the fourth wall because in the beginning, they had jobs in the city and they were just, it was like the Hamptons were a rescue. Like they were just coming and they were hanging out and then they went back to their real jobs. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. These people, now their real job is to be on somewhere else. And the ancillary things like the energy drink is all byproduct of being on Summer House. A lot of them lost their jobs because they were on Summer House. So you yeah. have no choice but to break the fourth wall and lean into the new norm. So right. I, the Bachelor has no choice. I do know that they were kind of happy that things combusted with Claire 
because they could bring in Tasha and it kind of gave it the, a new a new life because they had never had a situation like that where the where the right. where the person was like I don't really want to date any of these dipshits and, and fake it anymore because I just want to be with this guy. It was kind of great. I'm wondering how exactly it's going to go down because it's a situation we never had before, right? A we know you know, usually spoilers is only if you read like reality, Steve, like I always choose not to. So I can like be surprised this time. Like we all know that Claire ends up leaving and breaking, you know, all the rules and leaving with Dale. We also know like ABC put up that Tasha is going to be the new bachelorette. We just don't know. Are they going to keep the same guys? And then how are those guys going to feed her the line of like, I came here for you. <laughs> or like, well, that's, that, that is actually kind of great, though, because they've been able to keep it a secret. Like Chris Jenner just did an interview where she said keeping up with the Kardashians couldn't last any longer because of social media. So people are no longer interested or buying watching an episode that happened four months ago because of social media accounts. Mm. We're keeping people up to date all the time. So there was a point where it became quite stale because Steve, reality Steve would post like, this is what happened in the dates well before the season even aired. So it was like, well, this is kind of like old information. Somehow they've been able to keep this really, really secretive. So people are tuning in to go, holy shit, what happened with Claire? And what will these guys do? And I think that they're also interested because We've seen people that kind of like eat it all the time. Like, I'm going to pretend I like this person because I want to extend my time on the show. Or I don't really like the situation that I'm in, that I'm like the third person in line to go on a date. And I might go to a fantasy suite with somebody who's just like, you know, slept with someone and they've barely even aired out their vagina. But I have to eat it because it's for the sake of the show. Now, this season, it's like people. these guys are like, fuck this. I'm not sitting around when she's in love with somebody else. And yeah, you know what? I am pissed production because you brought me in here and I'm supposed to be into this girl and she's not into me at all. And now you're going to bring in somebody new. Well, what if I don't like them? So I think it's kind of great and it's going to play out pretty well because it gives new life to the show, breaks down the fourth wall. And I think people get pretty bored of whomever the bachelor or bachelorette is in at least three episodes in. Pilot Pete, we were like, Oh my God, another episode where he talks about how he loves country line dancing. Like, I'm over this guy. And it only got interesting where he picked seven different women. Like, when he was like, Maddie, no, Hannah Ann, no, Maddie, no, (laughs) Hannah Ann, no, Kelly. But I mean, all in all, now looking back, I'm like, he is such a nerd. And like, I, again, I can be cynical, but. But at the end of the day, I didn't see him as like how nerdy he really is. And now when he posts photos with Kelly and they're like hugging, like they're going to prom, they're like so nerdy and they're so dweeby. I and like that's what I'm it. Saying. And I, I like it together. But then I then also you're, you kind of get into that kind of like like cheesy destiny thing because we never were really given the true story of how those two met. We were told that they oh, met in the hotel in lobby. The hotel Don't lobby. you? Don't I mean, you always meet someone in a hotel lobby and remember them? No. And then sign up for the show that they're on as the bachelor. Okay, give me a break. I do feel like they will cop to that, but not for another five years when their NDAs run out or, you know, so then <laughs> yeah. they're going to go, well, yeah, actually like we're in cahoots, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it's great. They ended up together. I think that they, they will embrace them because for the sake of all, they ended up, with each other because of the show in some capacity. So it works out for them. They'll bring her back with like Trista and Ryan and all that stuff for years and years to come. But I think they were meant to be together the whole time. Yeah, I, I think, think that, it might. Yeah. I love saying on Instagram, like, 
you know, when I talk about couples like Anwar and Dua Lipa, I'll be like, yeah, but they won't get married. It's like so obvious with these couples that are like so in love and so obsessed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not going to get married. Side note, when you post all that stuff about Max, you know that I had him on my show and he was such a weirdo. He was like, you can't ask me anything about uh, Demi. Wait, when did you you had him after they got engaged? No, it was right before they got engaged. So when they were already dating? They were dating. Yeah, he came on my show. Oh, my God. So he was so weird about it. He was like, you can't ask me. And then I asked him, do you want to do a review? of?" Because he he told me it's really important for me to talk about my music. And it was like I was doing a, a friend a favor by having him on, which is like this is whole thing is hilarious. Like, OK, because he was like a soap actor, opera actor who started to date at this like pop star. But they like they would take pictures, but not really. It was like the beginning phases. So he said, my music's very important to me. I'm going to be putting out an album. I'm like, I want to shoot myself. So I said, why don't you review the voice? Therefore, you could put in like talk about how you're a musician, too. And I get that. I got the feeling it was somebody who like sang in the shower and it was like, I'm a I'm a songwriter. And it's like you didn't go to Berkeley School of Music. Who are you kidding? So he says, I cannot under any circumstances talk about the voice because of Joe Jonas. Like he went bonkers on me like. I cannot, you don't understand. I cannot do anything having to do with Joe Jonas. It was like, it was my impression that he was terrified of her. He didn't want to bring her up because he was afraid that she would be upset. And he couldn't acknowledge any, anything having to do with Joe Jonas because Joe Jonas triggers her in some way all these years later. And if he was going to upset her, if he even mentioned having to do anything having to do with the show that he was on. Demi and Joe Jonas have something real weird going on. Wait, big time. Demi and Joe Jonas have something weirder than Demi and her like boyfriend of 20 years, Wilmer Valderrama. Yes. Something happened between those two. That is, I don't know what happened, but she's triggered by him. She will, she would not want Max to do anything that had to, that touched on him at all. It was like, under no circumstances. So I was like, what the hell am I going to talk to you about? You can't talk, you talk about to him her. about Demi at all? No, those were the ground rules. I can't talk about Demi and I can't talk about Joe Jonas. Okay. How did you find <laughs> So, so yeah, it was like young and the restless. It was like mental gymnastics. So I had him review American Idol and it was like one of the seasons where it was just horrible. You know, like there was nothing there. And he's pontificating about like music and songs and singing from the heart. And then at the end, was he talking like he does in the stories? Oh, you're damn right. So then at the end I said, well, like, what are you working on? He's like, well, I'm working on music and you could say, I mean, I don't remember the exact phraseology, but it was something like, well, you could say that I'm in love. I'm like, and is this person special? Like I'm trying to egg him on. He's like, well, yes, you could say that. And I am, I'm like, do you want to be a father? Do you want to get married? He's like, Yes, yes, you could say I've been thinking a lot lately about marriage and and children and all this stuff. So then I get like I post it. No one gives two shits. He never promotes it, of course, because most people are horrible human beings. So then I hear from my inside source friend that he was shopping or he was calling around trying to get an engagement ring at a either free or at an incredibly reduced fee. So then when they finally get engaged and their stories coming out, that the ring was worth like a million dollars. I was like, she bought that shit herself or she was gifted it in exchange for some press. But I didn't care enough to see if it was mentioned where so the ring came from. this is what I think. Okay. I 
like a celebrity, I won't say who is obsessed with like the Max thing too. And she was like, oh my God, Amanda, this is like so crazy, whatever. And she goes to me that she did a deep dive on the jeweler. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. And she was like, I went hard in on this jeweler. And she's like, and she sent me the Instagram of the jeweler. And he's like a weirdo and a half. And she's like, I'm telling you, I have a really big hunch because I've worked with a lot of jewelers like in this town, whatever, that they did some sort of like, like agreement. Like they for, did an agreement. I can confirm, like, I can confirm like, that. Yep. They like, did. There, there's no way. No, he had, a, he had three cents to marbles to rub together. He was living with her. He like moved oops, in right away. Showing up on her live and then ruining our lives. Okay, so then she, in my opinion, waited until he went off to the, do the movie. Now, he's such a nutbag that he gets the movie job and he wants to fully, he's like one of those like method-ish actors who, it's like a, a like a teeny tiny role in like an independent movie. I think he plays the pastor. So he's like, I'm going to be in like, I'm going to embody the character. So I'm going to read scripture. I'm like, okay, weirdo. I think she was like, let me wait until he's on a movie set and then I can quietly like cut the strings because if I ha- if I break up with him and he's still home or around, he will not leave the property. Like he will suction cup himself to the side of the house. Oh like he's God. not going to go. So I think she waited until he left. And I think it was a pretty good strategy. A, that makes sense. But why did she date? How do we, do you know anything about like how he got to her via DMs, hmm. you think? I think so. I, I'm trying to remember. I mean, listen, Demi, I mean, listen, everyone knows this by now. You you talked about Trista before. Then it was like there was Bachelor World <laughs> and then there was like A-list Hollywood. Today, everything is so mixed together that like Pilot Pete was like seen hanging out with like Stassi Baby mm-hmm. and Kylie and Tyler C dated Gigi Hadid and like Demi Lovato is obsessed with Bachelor Nation. She became really close with Hannah Brown and Demi not Lovato, whatever her fucking name is. So it's not as shocking as it used to be. Yes. Like, how did he slide into her DMs? Because she fucking probably reads her DMs. But he probably, he wasn't verified. So I'm wondering how he even sparked any. Yeah, I think that he probably DM'd her. I think he pretended to be, I think he was like using the music thing to lure her in. Because I feel like with musicians, they want to be actors. And conversely, I think that actors want to be musicians. So she was probably like, oh, he's an actor. Like, this is something that I would like to explore more. And then he was like, I just, (laughs) I'm going to pretend I'm into music because I really just want to be with a girl that's really famous so I can get something out of it. Well, that's my thing. I'm wondering if he's actually spinning because he was so close to fame and he lost it. He is spinning because my friend who knows him said he's the kind of person that calls people 25 times a day. Like oh he like his, his I'm his, telling you guys his, he's Andrew Cunanan. He's Andrew Cunanan <laughs> from the Versace thing. And he scares he me. Looks like and he's in too. New York. He looks yeah. like him with the hat. Yeah, he does. Fucking having food thrown in his mouth at the hibachi. Listen, but I, I do think that she's protected enough that she's going to go. Oh, wow. I really dodged that crazy bullet. He can't, There's no way she's too famous she's for him to get so anywhere near. She's probably so embarrassed. And although now I'm looking back at like how because I was thinking about the fact that like 
after he showed up in her live and after the engagement was announced, we were like, yay, Dam is engaged, but we never really cared about him because he from the get-go didn't seem that interesting. So no one was like deep diving on him or cared. Oh, that's the other thing. All the stories that you read about him, he was the one calling the press. He's the he one. was also going to Nobu with Demi and taking all these like couple photos that was so not Demi like. Yeah, do. that was not her. It was him. He was the one that was doing all of that. Listen, three of my followers <laughs> went to a restaurant in New York last night. I don't know if you guys saw that I posted this, but I was shooketh mid like mid mid breastfeeding in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, oh my I God, I love that. That's they the DM'd best. me. That's the best. Like after I probably bought something on Amazon that I already forgot what it is. I get this DM and it's like, Amanda, oh, my God, we're at so and so really popular restaurant in New York. We thought we saw Max, but we weren't sure until he literally came up to us after they saw him sitting by himself with a glass of red wine sulking. He came up to them and started talking to them and even said to them, like, do you know Demi Lovato? Like, of course he did. Literally. This This is how embarrassing he is. This is. He is going to he's be a, a 65-year-old man with a paunch and skinny legs. And he's going to talk about the moment that he was in love and love was lost. And he was on the cusp of this big music career that they had planned to go on tour together and perform their love ballad. I think in his mind, he was like, she is Blake Shelton and I am Gwen Stefani and we are going to take this show on the road. He actually I if she had made it with him. I just feel like mm, there's something go really, with, really off about this guy. I'm going to go with maybe once, maybe like <laughs> there was a half a time where he tried to poke around, but he didn't really know what he was doing. Listen, I know people. He went to this uh, performing arts school in New York City. Not a shock. Right. And I know a lot of people that went there and they've also been, again, letting me know like, hey, Amanda, I went to school with him. A, like, again, I'm very against outing people, but they've told me that he was out like as as he was gay and he went out with mostly dudes in, in high school. He could be bisexual. He could be pansexual. Well, maybe he is. He might be. And that's OK. He might be. Yeah, he might be. That's totally OK. But. I am 100% sure that he was using Demi. He wanted to get to fame. He didn't care who it was. He would date freaking Betty White. My impression was that he didn't really care a lot about her. It wasn't like, I love her. I want to be with her. It was like, I love the proximity to fame. I love what this will do for my career. And that to me was the problem. I feel like we haven't seen anything this crazy. And people are like, why are you so obsessed? Why am I so upset? I think you've seen anything this insane. I think it's two things. I think we typically are accustomed to, for some reason, thinking that a woman would do that. Like she's in love with Brad Pitt and she's like cozying up for some reason, maybe because historically, press stories kind of tend to paint people that way. And I also think he's so he's so embarrassing embarrassing in the way like he has no sense of how he like dummy looks. It's like getting worse over time. It's almost like he he he's he's really like getting a high off the attention he gets from weeping in public. And instead of most people would go, this is embarrassing. I've got to stop. 
I think he's like, oh my God, psyched. I, I'm on like, I'm in us this this week crying. It doesn't matter because at least people Listen, know who I am. He news, they shared his new song, but legit, you know how there's that thing where it's like people are laughing at you, not with you, but he doesn't care because even when his new song, which by the way, isn't new and was on his Instagram from like 2019 and he just re- put it out because now more people know him legit and he's introducing it as new. Even when outlets were picking it up, they were kind of making fun of it, like how thirsty he is. Yeah, I think that what's what I think people are watching a monster in action and he doesn't have much power. So we're amused by it. We should all be glad that it's not somebody with any power because that would be scary because the the behavior is very very it's weird. Concerning. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So again, and people from his high school were telling me, Amanda, he's always wanted to be famous. That was his number one goal. He would date anybody that had any. I think Sarah Hyland went to that school. So he oh. was dating her as well. And they're just no one is coming forth. OK, and saying, no, you guys, Max is a really, you know, stand up. That's my uh, point. Yeah, he he doesn't seem he, he he's just not seems, getting good. Yeah, he doesn't no seem like a good person. That's really it's really I need to listen to that episode and see if he talks the way that he does <laughs> in that live where he's like he literally put up an Instagram post. You guys not story where he's like, guys, I'm bored. What do I watch on Netflix? Like, no, that are you psycho? Yeah. Are it, you it, psycho? It's upsetting because she's such an accomplished person. Very talented has worked so hard for this career that she so deserves she's had a personal struggle and then you see this like this weasel come in and try to take advantage and I think that's shitty listen it is I mean consuming me but I do want to go back to the bachelorette (laughs) for a minute because we didn't talk about two oh we talked about the first cringy moment which was nobody came to get her and in that moment did you notice that then I don't know Zach C I think was like Claire, I'd love to take you. And then she's like, okay, Dale, like legit Zach C jumped up first, but somehow she ended up going off with Dale and then thanking him and going, thanks for, you know, taking me. And it's like, bitch, you asked him to take you. Well, you have to consider this too. Normally this stuff happens, but it's edited to give some mystery. So you're led to believe like if this was a normal situation, Mm. we would have been led to believe that she was giving fairness to all of these contestants equally. But the fact that they are airing her to look so badly two episodes in just proves to you how much they disliked her and how horrible she was. She must have been so that is this. I'm sorry. This is like the (laughs) this is your brilliance coming through right now. That is so true. Like I was thinking about it today and I even posted on my recap that the zoom ins on Dale were out of this world. It was always Mm -hmm. like they're in a group date. Zoom in on Dale. Dale's reaction. And also his reactions. If you look at the playback, it's like. I am so confident and it doesn't give a shit. Go out with Bennett and go look at his shoe collection. It doesn't matter because you and I both know I'm going home with you at the end of this. It's like he's just laughing at everybody. And I think that they probably he they were even more obnoxious in front of them. And they are just giving us a snippet of it. it they must have been so horrible for them to yeah. air it so early into the season. You're right. They're not even trying to make her look fair. No, they're they're putting in all the parts where she's like, 
I really wanted to go to this thing for Dale. I really wanted to see how Dale would be in the blindfolded thing. I stole the blindfoldy thing for Dale. Like, you're right. They're actually not even trying. Okay, so the second moment, which we need to talk about Claire in that moment, because that moment was confusing to me because I don't know what to think. I want to see what you think. (laughs) When she was sitting with the dude, Brandon, she was like, oh, my God, he was sweating bullets. It's like 130 degrees there. Plus, she's like interrogating him. She's like, so why'd you come? And he's like, I saw you were a bachelorette. So I signed up, which is like the line that you, you know, should say. And then she's like, yeah, why? Why did you want to? Because of me. What, what, me? what about me? And he's like, that you're pretty and basically couldn't come up with anything <laughs> else. And she did not like that, to say the least. She basically sent him home over it. She was like, you didn't Google me, motherfucker. You didn't watch Juan Pablo's fucking season. So what do you think about that? Do you think she had a point? No, in- I thought she looked okay. like an asshole. Most of these yeah. people on these shows are cast well before it's announced who the bachelorette is. Right. So why do they say that they know who it is? I need to get I need to get to the bottom of this. I think do the, they the, know or the, do they not know? I think there are a handful of people that are so all about that person because they're a late casting. They they it was announced and you might have just like a few people that are like, oh, my God, Claire, I, I have loved her ever since season three when she was dating Joe McGee or whatever it is like. I'm all about her. And they throw them in late casting and then they make a big deal out of it when it plays out because they want to give some mystery and create this story like they were destined to be together because he saw her on television and he just knew they should be together. The majority, 97% of these people were cast a year before that. So they have no idea who the casting person is. Right. So this is so my how point. How can they say that? They're breaking the fourth wall because typically they would have never had Brandon say that or they would have never used it. He's like, uh, I just signed up for the show. This is how much they hate her because they're oh not even creating this illusion that she's this dreamy girl. They hate her so much. They're making sure that everyone points out. Why are you such an asshole and you expect all oh these God, things? Kate, I'm like believing you. You're creating this story <laughs> that you're not sure of. And, and it just sounds like the truth to me. Well, it is the truth because they uh, the reports are that she was like a diva, like she was like she a monster. Take, I mean, listen, if you're going to. OK, Brandon was Schwitzen. OK, he was like, I felt it was so awkward like a if someone calls you beautiful, like that's enough for me. Like, I don't need you at this point to tell me I'm brave. I'm smart. Like you saw me. Well, so, I you also know, think just- I remember that before that she threw a fit when they couldn't film because of covid and that people were like, OK, this is mm. beyond you. Like we have to make all these arrangements. They, so they end up filming at La Quinta. The whole place is closed down. People like my friend had to leave their family for I think he le- he left home saying to his wife, like, I'm going to be gone for four weeks because they couldn't. They had to be so careful. They had to show oh up at quarantine problem. before they film. So you imagine you've left your wife and kids. You're going to stay in Palm Springs and film all hours of the night working your ass off, not leaving your job because you have to stay on the the resort where the, all the filming is. Then yeah. this woman comes in. You've already known. I've She's thrown a fit saying, what do you mean you can't film? Like, I'm supposed to be the bachelorette. And then shows up and then treats you all like dog shit. You'd be like, I'm not helping this girl out either. Wait, so your friend worked on the thing? So you actually know she was a diva? Yes. Okay. So... 
Oh my God. That's like a big thing. That's like a big <laughs> thing to know right now, everyone. Let's take a moment. Let's, I mean, that I got a lot of DMs today because I was pro Claire being the bachelorette. I was into her. I was saying she's savage and all this shit. And then a lot of people were saying, after you watch, you know, this episode, you're going to feel differently. And you're right. It did. The first episode was like a little bit. This episode was like, you're so right, Kate. They were making her look so fucking bad. So fucking despo Mm -hmm. for Dale. And also that moment where it's like, you don't know if you're going to say three weeks in, you're going to tell Brandon, like, you're not telling me nice things about myself. Fine. But he just got here. It's okay. You do you want to fucking marry a dude who watched Juan Pablo's season? <laughs> like who? I, no, I actually my reaction was I think they should make him the next Bachelor because <laughs> he was really handsome and honest and cool, and he was just looking at her like you're batshit crazy. That's the Bachelor I want. Somebody who's has a couple years under their belt that they are accomplished, that they're confident, and that they're not caught Dude, I think up. Think he's in, a model in the fame of the I don't show. Think you? Oh, forget it. Never mind. It's, it's over. Forget it. <laughs> You're like I thought he like wasn't a yeah. No, forget no, it. Actually, a model. So I was trying to think for a moment if again is there a part of this that I like that she's like savage in a way that she's saying hey you didn't do your due diligence or is has she gone so to her head that's, that's what's happened. It's gone to her head. You have to like remember she's telling like, him that he needs to call her brave. He doesn't fucking know you. What are you brave about? Because you said to Juan Pablo, I won't. By the way, just as a side, Juan Pablo told her, I don't want to be with you. And then she was like, well, you know what? I don't want to be with you either because you're a jackass. And it's like, right. so that's brave. He just broke off with you. And so that's why when she's walking away and she's like, you got it. I'm not into you anyway because you're a jerk and I don't want to have a kid with you. And he's like, yeah, I know. I just broke up. Like, I don't give a shit what you think because I didn't want to marry you to begin with. Goodbye. I don't give a shit. So like this idea, like you're so brave because you stood there in your cocktail dress and you really gave it to him. It's like, okay, that's not brave. That's like, you you know how you do your post like bravery, like a girl showing like non-fat like stomach. Like that's her. That's her version. Oh my God. That is so funny. That is so funny. Hashtag great. So true. You guys, Kate Casey, she always like hits the nail on the head. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't believe it's been an hour because I I know you know what it is forever. I pull people into the Kate Casey vortex. It's like my husband's like, can you stop talking to people? I (laughs) suck them in. It's like I get us in. I get going and I can't stop. But I will tell you this. I'm so yeah. happy you have a baby. Aww. I love looking at baby pictures. That child looks exactly like you. That child it has the baby Lisa Rinna lips of the year, your lips. And if you don't get them some catalog work, I'm going to be pissed off. I know. I feel like I need to start shopping them around. You, you should know? shop them around. What Absolutely. am I doing? And you live in New York City. It's easy. The people that are like, I have a girlfriend. She lives in San Diego and she takes, she has four kids. She takes her kids to Burbank for auditions. I'm like, I don't get it. Why the fuck would you do that to yourself? Put yourself and a kid on a highway to go over there. You're in New York City. You don't have to go no. that far. Okay. Do I look like a stage mom to you? Honestly? <laughs> no, but you you're could, like, yes. No, but <laughs> yes, you could you just do. zoom it. You could just zoom it up. You just listen. You hold we'll that baby. Us. Hold that baby up like the Lion King and just show the lips and they will get solid work for a year. <laughs> no, I can't. I love that we're ending on a baby note because we did you know, whatever it was a year ago when you were like, have a baby. 
Yeah, I remember uh, you were like, I don't know. Can has- I really do it? Can I? I'm like, of course you can have it. There are people listening yeah. to the show right now who have kids and they're like, yeah, dumbass. Of course you could solve a baby and work. And there are people there listening who are like, I kind of like this guy and I'd like to get impregnated, but I don't know if it's going to work out. Get get pregnant. Have a baby. You will be so happy. Babies bring pure joy. Listen, I, I was going to I think I did this in the intro to our episode today. I was saying like. I was like, I used to say to my husband, even pregnant, I was like, listen, I hope that I'll be able to still do everything I want to do. And like, I haven't, you know, and, and I really, you know, knock on wood is a Jewish thing to do. Feel like he did. He brought blessings, you know, I'm, I'm busier now than I was even before he, he was here. So he definitely brought blessings and they're so cute and, and they're worth it all. I think babies make you infinitely more creative, a better multitasker, more interesting, more empathetic. There are all these great things that come out uh, out with a baby. Now, will you be as bright and bushy eyed as you were before you breastfed a baby at 2 a.m.? No, but who cares? Because like, will you remember how to say flying a plane? No, but you'll still be cute. No, about you it. will. But you, your brain doesn't totally go back until a child is two. Okay, so I have some time. You, have you some guys time. Bear, bear, bear with me into it. Follow Kate Casey on Instagram. Listen to her podcast. I love you, Kate. I love you. You're going to come back soon because it wasn't long enough. But my baby ate two hours and 15 ago. Oh, God, go like eating someone's head. Bulbous boobs. <laughs> go. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Kisses, babe. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at skinny but not fat subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes rate the podcast that you love so much on apple Podcasts and write a little review if you tell me you did i'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next tuesday 